All right. We are recording anything you say can and will be held against you. Unless we edit it. Oh, boy. This is not the first time that's been said to me, or I read it. I'm, I'm praying it's the last. <laughs> This is the AT Banter Podcast, a balanced and entertaining look at assistive technology, accessibility, and its importance in people's lives. Join Rob Minot, Ryan Fleury, and Steve Barclay as they banter with people around the world about anything and everything regarding assistive technology and the disability community. Now, on with the show. Howdy, y'all, and welcome to this week's country version of AT Banter. Y'all, banter, banter. <laughs> That's right. And we got the cowbell. That's a double whack on the cowbell for the country theme. Awesome possum. Why are we doing a country? I'd <laughs> be different to piss Rob off. <laughs> <laughs> okay. To train wreck when he's not here. <laughs> I appreciate the purpose. Excellent. So, yeah, uh, based on that, I think people can probably guess that Rob's not with us today. No, he's not. He is not well. And I think it's because of all the Chef Boyardee heats. I don't know. I think that stuff uh, is actively preserving him beyond his years. <laughs> I think that if you look at him now, he is at least uh, one part uh, monosodium glutamate. <laughs> and uh, he will probably outlive us all. Yeah, probably. If he survives this latest bout of the flu. Well, have you heard like some of the incidences of the flu in the U.S.? There was one girl, I think she was like 12 or 13 or something, or maybe she was a little bit older, but she got the flu and it went to her brain and left her blind. Yeah, I saw the I saw the article about that's that. That's crazy. Yeah, that's harsh. Crazy. I think, though, they had also said that she wasn't vaccinated. So there's a whole, you know, argument we won't get into there. But yeah, I don't know. I, I Flu vaccines are the one vaccination that I have my doubts about and, and part of it is because they take a shotgun approach to it right? they do they try to predict they, they try and yeah. figure out what flu is going to come through and they they try and vaccinate you for that and yeah. if you get you know if you get vaccinated and that particular flu comes in you're good mm -hmm. if it's a different type of flu you might not be as good right so you know i've I've had flu vaccinations in the past because, you know, my son's diabetic and mm -hmm. when he gets the flu, it's it's just, it's messy as hell. Um, but um, I haven't had a flu vaccine now in probably, probably three years and I don't think I've had a flu in that time either. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, I get mine every year. Just preventative. Yeah, yeah. Because I don't want to be sick. <laughs> yeah, nobody you does, right? The flu is just horrible. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> nasty when you get it. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, have you heard about the one the, the one that's breaking out in China right now? Uh, briefly, yeah. yeah. There's, uh, uh, last, last count, I think there were about 300 reported cases of it and six deaths wow. uh, in this one city in China. Uh, they say it's a coronavirus, uh, which is a, a type of virus that's similar to the, uh, the SARS virus that, that mm -hmm. uh, went through years ago. Um, and uh, they're, they're saying it has the potential for, uh, for a global epidemic. Yeah, I think I heard that you know, our, our local Vancouver International Airport is actually on, on watch for signs of that as well, of people coming in. Yeah, because yeah, we get a lot of, mm -hmm. lot of traffic from, from Asia. So. Yeah. 
Scary. Yeah, let's hope that one doesn't doesn't come through and wreck us all. That's right. Yeah. Well, there's our happy news for the week. Yeah, that's chipper. <laughs> yeah, let's lead with that. All right. We're all dying. So what are we doing today, Steve? Well, today, I believe we are uh, talking to a couple of guys known as Two Blind Brothers. We are. We are happy to have with us Brad and Brian Manning from TwoBlindBrothers.com, who say they have the softest clothing in the world. I don't know. Bold statement. It is a bold statement. Yeah, they better back that up. Well, I think we're going to have to order a couple. I think so. Yep. Yep. Get our hands on them. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm looking forward to talking to these guys. You know, it's really interesting when we get disabled entrepreneurs. I hate that word, disabled. But, you know, whether you're visually impaired, blind, have some other disability, um, you know, people taking the bull by the horns, starting a business and succeeding at it. I think it's going to be great. Well, and the great thing about the con- company is that they're uh, they're giving back to the community as well. Yeah, 100% of the pro- the profits, right? The proceeds? Yeah, yeah. yeah going straight back into uh, retinal research yeah which is fabulous it's very cool yeah we got any news no uh well we talked a little bit about uh, the flu oh that's true yeah but uh news outside of that mm, i guess the really exciting thing that's happening while we're recording is we are going into a 24 7 news cycle about uh <laughs> impeachment trials that'll be all over the news constantly we won't be able to escape it we will have to suffer through this non-stop bombardment of information and misinformation being thrown at us by senatorial and congressional people down in the excited states i don't follow it at all no and i've never i've never had an interest in politics no oh, well. yeah so yeah. i don't i don't see it you know i might see people tweeting about something or a little something on social media, and I just kind of blow past it. I'm a total news junkie. Oh, I know. I, you know I, <laughs> I just, I can't stop, you know. This is, I, this is, the, and, and being a Canadian, this is, this is popcorn watching, right? This is, <laughs> this is watching the American government either implode or explode. I'm not sure which, but uh, it's, uh, it's nasty, it's partisan, it's divisive, it's splitting the country right down the middle, it, it's, but you know it's going to be really, really interesting. What's that? Is if he wins a second term. Well, you know, I, I've said this multiple times, and, and people can, people probably will disagree with me <laughs> strongly on this. But I think he will. Um, I, I, I don't think know. that even even if well, he's been impeached by Congress, mm-hmm. but uh, you know, regardless of the outcome of this this trial, I think he's going to win a second term. Yeah, I don't know. Like I said, I don't follow it all that closely, except, you know, like you say, the country being split. And I just, you know, you, you hear people talking about the cuts to health care, um, prescription drugs, you know, a lot of different things. Yet, you know, they say he's done wonders for the economy. So I don't know. I It's going to be really interesting. Yeah, there's, you know... <laughs> Uh, there, there's two schools of thought on that whole economy thing, right? Mm-hmm. On, on one hand, the, the U.S. economy is going gangbusters right now. But at the same time as it's going gangbusters, they've got this massive, what, a trillion, trillion, trillion dollar deficit. deficit. Mm-hmm. And this is, in theory, if your economy is going great guns, this is when you pay down your deficit. Yeah. It's not when you increase it. 
that's that's madness, absolute right. madness to be increasing your deficit while you've got a booming economy. Because yeah. you know, if you can't pay it down now, when are you ever <laughs> going to? Yeah. You know, you're certainly not going to do it when times are tough. So, yeah. you know. I don't know. It's, it strikes me as insanity, but uh, you know what? The Canadian economy is going great, and we're running a deficit too. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we're no better up here. You know, it, it'd be nice to uh, be able to, to point at Trump and say, he's he's the idiot. But yeah, uh, no. guess what? We got our own idiots on the oh, side of the border too. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, we were supposed to get ride-sharing in 2017. We still don't have it. Well, you that's know. that's a provincial so, issue. It is, but yeah, yeah, that's just you know one of the idiots. <laughs> anyway that's politic talk politic talk with Stephen ryan that's right hey everyone ryan from canadian assistive technologies here to tell you about a product called way around way around consists of a free ios or android app or the optional waylink scanner that connects to your phone via bluetooth to identify and label items around your home or office Using the way tags that come in the form of stickers, buttons, magnets, and clips, you can label just about anything you can think of, such as clothing items, products in your fridge or freezer, plants in your garden, recipes, and so much more. I've used the way tags to label my Blu-ray movies and my vinyl LP collection. If you'd like to find out more information about the Way Around product, please visit us online at www. Dot canastech.com that's c-a-n-a-s-s-t-e-c-h dot com or call us toll free at 1-844-795-8324 thanks for listening so joining us today are brad and brian manning from twoblindbrothers.com hey guys welcome to the show hey happy to be here thanks for having us Excellent. Thanks for having both of us. Hey, <laughs> glad you both could join us. Does that mean we get a free T-shirt? <laughs> uh, it might. It depends on how nice Brad's feeling today. If you're up to me, 100%. <laughs> Excellent. So why don't we just start kind of at the beginning and give us a little snapshot on who each of you are and your vision condition. Yeah, so I'm Brian Manning. Uh, Brad is five years older than I am, but... At the age of right about seven, six or seven, we were both diagnosed with a retinal eye disease called Stargardt. And what Stargardt is, is it's a juvenile form of macular degeneration, which a lot of people's grandparents have. It's one of the more commonly known retinal eye diseases. But what happens is uh, you have trouble metabolizing vitamin A, and it creates this toxic byproduct in the center of your vision that kind of kills the cells in the middle of your eye. So, you know, recognizing small, recognizing people, reading small print, uh, basically detail work becomes really, really challenging. But because we keep a lot of peripheral vision, mobility doesn't end up being affected too terribly. You know, that's probably the best description of uh, Stargardt's that I've heard yet. You, you've done this a well, lot, I've I bet. I've done this once or twice. <laughs> So, um, sorry, Nor- normally we'd have our, uh, our other co-host with us, Rob, and Rob is the guy who asks all the questions. Uh, unfortunately, Rob is uh, imitating a sea cucumber evading predators today and uh, eliminating his stomach as much as possible. Uh, so so he, he, wasn't, he wasn't able to join us today. 
so you're gonna have to you're gonna have to suffer through while Ryan and I uh, stumble uh, through ourselves. <laughs> stumble through <laughs> questions. That's right. So well, to be honest, I have to work with Brad every day. We stumble through most. Of it. <laughs> it's been a uh, it's been a challenging four years. <laughs> Alrighty. So, um, yeah, tell tell us about how you uh, how and why you got you got started with this uh, with this company. Sure. So, um, th- this is Brad speaking. So, um, essentially, Brian and I were um, both working in New York City. Uh, I had been here a few years. Brian had recently moved. Uh, I was working for a um, small investment company, and Brian was doing sales for a um, a data company. And um, we're, one day we're shopping, and if you're blind or you're visually impaired, you may know this, but you know shopping can be a big pain. First of all, you, you know Brian and I lose each other in the store, and second of all, it's hard to kind of figure out the prices, the sizes, the labels on a piece of clothing. And so our method is we kind of just run around the racks feel the shirts, feel what we want to buy. Once we find something we love, we'll do all the work to figure out if it's the right size, the right price, uh, if it's a men's shirt. I made that mistake once. Um, and um, and on, this, uh, on this day, you know, we walked out of the store. We had coincidentally purchased the same exact shirt. And um, it got us talking. You know, why did we do that? And it was because this particular shirt was this amazing fabric. It felt awesome. You know, that's what kind of helped that happen. And uh, we thought, what if there was something to this? You know, what if this could be our way to contribute to causes that we've followed our whole lives? Um, you know, the early stage research for inherited retinal eye diseases through organizations like the Foundation Fighting Blindness. Um, you know, what if this could be a way to make that mission more tangible, to contribute funds, and, and frankly, to have some fun? And we, we, that's when we came up with the idea to launch the brand, um, you know, Two Blind Brothers. And it had two missions, one, to make the softest shirts in the world, and two, to help cure blindness by donating all the profits back to retinal research. That's a pretty bold statement. Softest shirt in the world. Do you do you think you've actually achieved that? I don't think it. I know it. I, it, it, I we've we put our we put our fingers to the test and put a lot of work in. Is there is there a shirt Olympics for this kind of thing? Uh, we're actually trying to get into Japan. They said we're a little past the filing date, so we're looking at 2024. <laughs> I was looking at your uh, looking at your website uh, earlier, and uh, can you tell us a bit about your uh, your your experience with with going through the different fabrics and and experimenting and finding the fabrics that you you eventually settled on? Yeah, of course. So Brad and I, you know, it's interesting. We had no background in fashion, in fabrication, in e-commerce, and in marketing, and basically anything you'd want to have a background in to start a business. Uh, So what we did is we brute forced most uh, things that we needed to. So when we wanted to start, when we wanted to find the softest fabric in the world, we just solicited help from a few friends that worked in the fashion industry. We said, have these mills send the softest things they can that can be made into a T-shirt. And so we ended up getting fabric books from all over the world that ended up being about probably five feet high if you stacked them one on top of each other. And we meet in the coffee shop once a week. 
And we would just go through swatches, and it was a yes-no process. Yes, I like this one. No, I don't like this one. And, you know, once we got the yes pile, we did it again and again and again until we actually came up with one fabric that we loved. And Brad looked at me and just said, oh, I think this is it. Brian, do you have any idea how to sew? And I just, I laughed. I was like, yeah, no, I've been hiding this skill from you for 27 years. Don't worry. <laughs> I've, I've had this in my back pocket. I'm a seamstress. And so we ended up, uh, but then we ended up finding a great production facility here in New York City. And as we've grown, we've expanded to a place out in L.A. And we also worked with Industries for the Blind down in Winston-Salem, North Carolina, who actually employ 70% visually impaired workers that actually finish uh, some of our some of our products, which is awesome. And really, just over the last you know year, we really spent a lot of time and energy rounding out the collection, rounding out the line. So if there's ever a moment in your life where you want to be comfortable and you want to feel amazing, uh, we want to be there for you. I, I love the, I love the fact that you're uh, you're also giving back to the community through employment. That's fantastic. Yeah, we've been really lucky with that. I mean, when we first kind of started to get a little momentum on the brand and some of the very lucky publicity, um, some of these organizations reached out and we could not believe it. You know, we, we had actually never heard of organizations like this, Industries of the Blind, Outside Outs of the Blind, and, and many, many, many others. Actually, it's a, it's a really big um, uh, it's a, it's a really big industry and um, relatively, but the, but it, it was so perfect for us because it, it aligns with exactly what we stand for. Um, you know, one of the things that was really important to us is even though we wanted to support the research, you know, there's a lot of work to be done today. And, uh, I, you know, we, we felt like we were trying to tackle some of that with the community building and the messaging and the awareness around the causes, but to be able to actually um, you know, put people to work and incorporate it into the supply chain has been kind of a, a dream come true for us. And it's actually one of the, um, it, it's one of the things that people sort of um, latch onto the most uh, in our story. Now you did, you did a lot of your uh, marketing through Facebook, right? Uh, correct. How, how, how have you found that experience? Like what, uh, what was it about that platform that uh, made you want to put your, uh, your advertising budget into that? You know, so what we found is that one, um, uh, one Facebook has, I think, the most data of any of these platforms um, and some of the strongest um, kind of programs to help you find what for us is sort of a unique community. You know, people who either um, empathize or are close to retinal eye disease. Uh, people who are deeply into social impact uh, causes and brands. Um, and, and there's also an aspect of our customer group that are very family oriented, you know, uh, ha having this brand, you know, with your brother who, um, you know, other than when he's insulting you is actually a lot of fun. <laughs> um, but, uh, but, you know, we, we've just found that um, our best, uh, we just get the best, scale, the best efficiency, um, and the most distribution on, on Facebook. And then the other small point is there's a lot more engagement and sharing. You know, with our brand, it's really not putting out some ad that says, you know, you know, do you need a shirt, you know, 50% off by now. 
we're, we're really sharing a, a narrative. And um, Facebook, more than something like uh, a YouTube or, um, or, um, or, or a Google search ad, is something you can share and engage with. And that, that just is a nice marriage for our content. So do you do you pay for advertising on Facebook or do you just let it grow organically? No, we pay for sure. I mean, we, we haven't we, we do a lot organically, but we do have paid ads as well. Interesting. Uh, we we through through our company did some some uh, advertising on Facebook, but we never quite seemed to crack the code there. It, it never seemed to result in anything. Now, mind you, we were doing it with assistive technology and not, you know, not clothing. So it's a, a much higher uh, price point, I guess. Um, do you, do you think that platform lends itself better to lower priced items? Um, I'm not sure. I would say the, the real trick is to, um, kind of very narrowly define your target audience and then to make a piece of content that, uh, that actually is exciting for them, that very unique audience to engage in. Um, you know, that, that's what's worked for, for us. Yeah, certainly, certainly Facebook, when you go and you look at the back end and how deep you can drill down into their, uh, their metrics and their, their, uh, um, you know, all the, all the different ways that you can customize your, your audience. It's, it's, uh, frighteningly impressive. Yeah, and we've also just had the good fortune of a very, very caring community. I mean, that's been one of the bigger secrets behind our brand is that, you know, it isn't about as much about the sales. Is we get a lot of people that self-select in that share the video with their friends. And if they're sharing it to their friends, most of their friends probably are going to care about our content. And also you, we see these just phenomenal messages uh, in the comments saying like, Hey, and you know, Cindy, have you seen this? I saw these two guys and they made me think of you. And then they have a whole conversation and dialogue and this community of incredible people who are just as profoundly kind and, and amazing to Brad and I than we deserve uh, has popped up around us. We, we couldn't, be more grateful for it. And, and frankly, we can't take much credit for it because these people were always there. We just had the good fortune of being somebody who was speaking to them. Yeah, that, that very much matches up with our experience too. You know, we, uh, all of us uh, who are involved in the podcast, we're all part of a company that, that went down a few years back and collectively um, we, we couldn't imagine doing something outside of this community because we love being a part of this community and uh um yeah every, i'd echo everything that you said there about the the kindness of of the community as well because uh, I've, I've seen just tremendous compassion that this ma the mainstream uh just rarely can compare to well, there's a lot of willingness as well that I see, um, you know, people helping people, especially on some of the assistive technology Facebook groups. You know, people post questions and, you know, 15 people respond. So it's a very involved community and very helpful. I think the visually impaired community is the greatest in the world. I, uh, and I'll, I'll put my, my stamp of approval on that. <laughs> you won't get disagreement here. Nope. <laughs> 
Well, I'd like to I'd like to get back to the fabric actually. Um, so if somebody goes on to your your website and they say, "Hey, I want I want the softest clothing that you guys offer." What what would you steer them towards? Well, it's a it's a phenomenal question and it's a, and it's phenomenally challenging. Uh, I would say that right now my favorite product we sell is, is twofold. One is the uh, the the hoodie we sell. It's made from our our kind of premium fabric, which is 66% bamboo, uh, 27% uh, cotton, and seven or and five percent lycra. And what lycra is? It's like spandex, but the the whole concept behind it is this bamboo has these incredibly long cylindrical fibers that do not rub your body at all. If you think if you take your finger and you put it on a table, you don't feel any friction until you hit that breadcrumb. It's that burr, it's that change in elevation that actually creates the friction and uncomfortableness and that itchiness of most clothing. The beautiful part about bamboo is the, the, cylinder, the fibers are cylindrical. And they're very long, so those tie points are further apart. So you end up not having many points of friction. And, and, but it's very drapey. So cotton is what holds that shirt together. It keeps it tight. It keeps it in form as it would be a shirt. And the spandex kind of allows it to be a second skin. For when you move, it moves with you. If you want to stretch, it stretches with you. And so that fabric co combination is what we find to be the most beautiful thing. And that's on all of our crewnecks, Henleys, hoodies, polos, v-necks, you name it. And then on the other side, we have a graphic T-line where we get to be we get to have a little more fun. The fabric is slightly different, but we get to put Braille-inspired messages and Braille commentary on the shirts, which is so interesting because it's a conversation point, and it allows you to be a little bit of a billboard and allows you to express yourself a little bit more. My favorite there is a shirt that says perspective. It's upside down and backwards with the vowels turned into Braille letters. Uh, and on all of our garments, in the bottom right corner, we actually have the color of the shirt in embroidered Braille. And the thought there is, one, it's stylistically beautiful. But two, you know, if you are blind or you're visually impaired and you're in your closet trying to find what to wear, you're going to know the color of the shirt. You're going to find it because it's the softest shirt in your closet. And then you're going to know what color it is because of the embroidery. Yeah, you know, people are curious. You know, some people are curious, like, oh, how do you guys make, you know, these ultra soft shirts? I mean, the truth is, is that part of it was born out of um, sort of how naive we were to the space. Um, there are just so many fabrics that you can produce that actually feel quite comfortable, um, but they are they are so much less expensive um, to produce. And, and, and frankly, most companies want to use fabrics that they're paying a dollar or two per yard for. Um, and when we were coming in, we knew that this was so core to our brand that um, we were thinking about this as a principle before we looked at, you know, how we think about it as a business. And, and, and in a way, we're just doing something that most brands aren't willing to do, which is to just invest heavily um, in, in their fabrics. And, and it's, it's worked out. It's worked out really well for us. How how many garments are you guys selling now, like on a on an annual basis? Well, it you know it changes a lot, and uh, you know we have 
um, hundreds, hundreds of thousands of customers. It's been, it's been absolutely growing like crazy. It changes every three months, and uh, we, we never know where it'll end up. Well, you're, you're going to get a bump. Yeah, now that you're on the podcast, you're going to get a bump of at least probably That's two, why we're here. Two, two, maybe three, Ryan? Yeah. Maybe three. Maybe three? I don't know. Rob's pretty cheap. <laughs> two, two for sure. <laughs> Ryan and I are all in. That's right. Well, one shirt at a, to- at, at, a, at a time, as we always say. That's right. Yeah. Indeed. Can people have you guys put custom messages on the shirts? Not uh, yet. Uh, it, 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 we have to do it at a little bit larger of a quantity to make it make sense. Uh, but yeah, we've done we've done custom shirts for both big, you know, Fortune 500 corporates as well as for somebody's vision walk. Uh, so you know, it just it really just comes down to to the quantity of uh, shirts to, to to customize. Right. So how difficult is it to embroider Braille? It took us a preposterously long time to figure it out. We tried with a, a graphic paint that was raised. We tried to layer it a bunch. It, it ended up fading faster than we wanted it to. We tried sticking cer- certain things on. It wasn't reliable. We tried metal. It wasn't exactly perfect. And really what it just came down to is, like most things in life, the, the right answer is usually not the easiest answer. And so embroidery is the right answer. It just took us a little while to realize and it, that. And it's kind of funny, too, because, you know, for somebody who's never read Braille before, like everyone in our supply, you know, everyone except for the folks that, uh, you know, Dallas Light is for the Blind Industries for the Blind and, and Brian and I in the office, uh, they, ha- they kind of have to learn it. You know, when we're creating a design uh, that has the Braille embroidery on the shirt, the graphic design person in the office has to put that together. They then have to send that to the embroiderer and they have to orient it correctly. So I think we are slowly teaching grade one Braille um, to, uh, to our entire uh, office and supply chain. Excellent. Excellent. We're all about Braille literacy. <laughs> <laughs> Now, another thing I, I read on your uh, website is you guys have a, a connection to one of the uh, wealthiest men in the world, uh, <laughs> Sir Richard Branson. How, how did that come about? So, I, you know, I was so lucky. Um, this is Brad. I, I was uh, um, just starting the project with Brian. And um, through my investment career, I was, I was lucky to be at a lunch um, that Richard Branson was at, and there was probably 20 people at the table. And, um, you know, hit him obviously being such a philanthropist and such um, an advocate for social impact causes and just a personal, you know, just a personal hero, somebody I admire a lot. Um, I wanted really to share, um, share our, our story with him. And a friend of mine, um, I, who was at the table with me, I said, you know, how do I bring this up to him? And he gave me, he actually gave me uh, a, a great piece of advice. He said, ask him for some advice. Say, you want to get his advice on something and, and then share the story with him. And that's exactly what I did. I said, hey, Richard, I, I heard you know something about branding and I wanted to ask you about a project we're doing. Um, and he was so, um, he was so kind. He basically said, look, I, I love what you're doing. Um, I think that you basically need to do as much publicity and PR on this because uh, it'll just soar. And um, 
then I said to him, well, on that note, uh, <laughs> would you mind, uh, would you mind doing a video with me? And he came up with this idea that he would tear off his shirt and throw on one of the two blind brothers shirts. And, <laughs> you know, funny enough, it, 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 it actually helped us a ton because it gave us a lot of credibility early in our project. Um, you know, a lot of news organizations that were featuring us and, and people um, who were kind of looking into the company saw that, you know, Richard at least was uh, familiar and supportive of what we were doing. And it, it really helped us a lot. And, and he placed, um, and he placed a large order for uh, <laughs> um, a, a, a store uh, that he, where he gives his guests uh, shirts on his island. Nice. So you're not uh, you're not branding Virgin merchandise yet. Sadly, that contract has eluded us, but it's, uh, <laughs> we're, we're hoping one day. Yeah. Virgin airplane seat covers, maybe. Yeah, no, that'd be great. I mean, yeah, if you if you've got the uh, if you got a hookup over there, uh, we'd love to follow up. <laughs> Indeed. Where, okay, so you've got uh, obviously a lot of different designs in your store, um, and you mentioned earlier, you know, obviously you're not you're not seamstresses. So where where do your clothing designs themselves come from? Uh, the designs we actually do in house. Uh, we have a we have a great team here who works very very diligently on you know coming up with new designs, new tweaks. And then we have a, we have a phenomenal partner uh, outside of LA who does a lot, does a lot of our uh, fabrication, actually sewing the, or spinning the fabric and dyeing the fabric and sewing the fabric. Uh, and so we work with them a ton to just prototype a bunch of different things. And we basically won't, won't put anything out until it's perfect. So we might have uh, quite a few balls in the air, but you know, and then one, once one is, finally ready for for unveiling we we love to show it off so it's 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 all done right here at the brain trust nice so are you a hundred percent made in america now uh almost um some of our accessories uh parts of our accessories come from overseas okay do you guys go to the trade shows like atia or csun you know, we've heard a lot about them. We've heard that they're good. Um, we haven't been yet. Uh, you know, what's funny is most of the conferences we go to are actually vision-related conferences. Uh, National Federation for the Blind, mm -hmm. Visions, um, and we'll be at a couple other ones this year. Nice. Well, hopefully one of these days we'll cross paths with you at one of these conferences. We're just trying to uh, get the company to a point where it can uh, launch us into uh, international spaces. Right now, we've got a travel budget that uh, takes us on the bus down to the <laughs> SkyTrain. And if, we're, if we're lucky, we make it to Waterfront Station in Vancouver. Yeah, the 275 Metro card here in New York City is, our tra is a big travel budget for us. <laughs> you know, Brian and I... When it comes to accessible technology, it's actually pretty straightforward. But one of the things that we think is um, amazing about this moment in time is how quickly um, the industry is changing, how many more tools are coming out. Um, you know, we primarily uh, use a lot of our Apple products these days, the three-finger zoom on the phone, the text-to-speech, similar functions on the MacBook. Um, but we love seeing other um, other tools as well we're really impressed by companies like um like ira that are really that are forward thinking we've we've seen all the um uh we've seen a lot of the new devices orcam and uh esight and 
um, and a lot of the ones that are coming along. And it, it's just been really fascinating. And it, it, it really all helps level the playing field uh, for folks with these conditions. So you guys are strictly using the mainstream off-the-shelf devices? Yep. You know, we've used uh, – we used to use um, things like um, – uh, the Jordy glasses back in the day. We used to use um, like uh, CCTVs um, for a lot of reading. Um, we're just lucky now that we can do it all, uh, a lot of it digitally. Right. Nice. You mentioned the eSight. Um, does, does that work for you guys? Because that, that's a pretty narrow field of, of view on those things. Yeah, you know, it, so it's not the perfect product for Brian and I. You know, we're, we try to be careful not to actually give too strong an opinion on any of these because I'm sure there's an individual with and, and retinolite disease is, you know, a spectrum and there's tons of different permutations of it. So I'm sure for certain people it's helpful. It wasn't the right product for, for us. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, each each uh, condition is is individual and, you know. All right. Well, the big question then. Where can people find you guys? Well, we're in New York, so it's like a big game of hide-and-seek if you're interested, <laughs> uh, or Marco Polo if they can't see well. Uh, no, we, if, you, if you're interested in finding some of the greatest shirts on the planet, uh, just go to 2-T-W-O-Blind-B-L-I-N-D-Brothers.com, 2-Blindbrothers.com. And we'll definitely include links to your social media, your website on our show notes as well. Amazing. Well, we can't thank you guys enough for, for having us, and I hope you have a absolutely spectacular rest of day, and, and Brad and I will uh, do the best to do the same. Well, I appreciate you guys taking the time again, and you know, send our thanks to Angela for coordinating all this, and hopefully we will talk again soon. Thanks so much. All, all the best. Thanks to you as well. All right. Well, that's going to about do it for us this week. Hope everyone has an excellent week or weekend whenever you're listening to this. Got any last words, Steve? McGillicuddy. McGillicuddy. All right. If you know what he's referencing, send an email to cowbell at atbanter.com. That's right. You can also interface with us through the social medias. We are findable on Twitter. We are findable on Facebook. We are findable on Instagram, although there's not a heck of a lot of stuff on Instagram because, you know, pictures and stuff. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I'd probably stick to the Twitter and Facebook. Um, Hopefully Rob's alt-tagging oh, the Instagram pics. And LinkedIn. Yes. LinkedIn. We are also on LinkedIn. Yes. We haven't been... Well, no, I think Rob posts stuff there, too. So. Yeah, yeah. We, we, uh, we do echo everything that we do through the other ones on, uh, on LinkedIn as well. Excellent. Yeah. And also, if you are in Canada, well, I don't know, Steve, you you, spe you specify the details because I'm not actually sure on this myself, but Canadian Assistive Technology is actually on a sale right now. Yeah, we're, uh, we are, um, you know, we've just uh, started the great year of 2020, the year of perfect vision, and uh, we are going to be selling off a crap ton of demo equipment and stuff that we're overstocked on. Um, I want to refresh our demo equipment, get some new stuff in and, uh, you know, start, uh, start showing some, some newer gear. So there are some pretty substantial savings on, uh, stuff that we've got in stock right now. 
So uh, visit our website at www.canastech.com. Yes, C-A-N-A-S-S-T-E-C-H.com. Dot com. And, uh, yeah. And is that open to anybody or just Canadian residents? Um, it is, uh, you know, I hadn't really thought too much about <laughs> yeah, that. I know. I mean, typically we only sell in Canada, but yeah. uh, if somebody came up and said, hey, I would like a great bargain on one of those and they were in, say, the U.S., uh, yeah, that'd probably go for it. <laughs> All right, you heard it here first. This podcast has been brought to you by Canadian Assistive Technology, providing low vision and blindness solutions across Canada. Find us online at www.canastech.com. That's C-A-N-A-S-S-T-E-C-H dot com. Or call us toll free at 1-844-795-8324. For all your assistive technology servicing needs, call Chaos Technical Services at 778 778- 847-6840 or find them online at chaostechnicalservices.com Whoa, look at that. Master of the one take.